Welcome to the Retrolinux Podcast. In this podcast, your host, Lori Ami, will interview published authors to chat about their work, journey to getting published, and their book recommendations. If you share a passion for books and are always looking for your next read, then join us. Hi, Annie. Welcome to Retrolinux Podcast. Hi. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, I am a small town contemporary romance author. I have, um, I just finished up my Sweetwater Spring series with uh, Hachette Forever, and I am about to release my new series, which is the Somerset Lake series. Um, I'm also um, about to break into the young adult romance field next year, so that's very exciting. So I'm branching out a little bit. Um, so I write adult right now, but I'm also going to branch into young adult, uh, adult romance. I love this. So let's chat about young adult novels. Like that's like a brand new venture. So what inspired you to write a YA novel as opposed to continue just to doing some adult romance? Is it just the first kiss, the first love, you know, the experience of identity, trying to figure out who they are, or is it something else? Yeah, well, I, you know, I like to mix it up a little bit. I, I kind of have interest in everything. I, you know, I want to write everything. I want to write suspense and, mm. um, uh, just everything I want to write. Yeah. But um, I have three kids at home and I also work in the schools as for my day job. So mm -hmm. I work in uh, elementary school and the high school for my day job. And so I see a lot of young, young adults coming up and I get to listen to their conversations. And I'm very interested in that aspect as well. So reaching another uh, generation of romance readers mm -hmm. is very interesting to me um, and just keeping things interested interesting to me yeah I like to I, I like to get my hands in a little bit of everything I love this yeah I'm someone who reads romance of all ages like I'm like why romance is great like even some middle grade like you know it's cute like all those different things so I love you know reading like teen authors like you know breaking into like adult romance authors trying to like write some YA romance like you know and getting to hear their voice and like experiencing those first things like that are so prevalent in the YA um reading as opposed to you know go wonder like who is that in our identity we know who you are you know yeah yeah so, and I like the angst of it they're they're very angsty and lots of drama and they're just very different so I do I do enjoy that aspect of you know that that generation and that population yes <laughs> yeah oh yeah so what came first um the reading or the writing um, well, I, I've been interested in being an author since I was about six years old, but I, you know, I was also very into books when I was very young. So from the time I was, from the time I can remember, I remember like wanting my mom to read me books and I remember waking up early and watching the lady on TV. There was a librarian that came on and she would read books before the cartoons came on. Mm -hmm. So I have to say probably reading came first because that's when I discovered books. But once I discovered there was actually somebody who wrote the books, that's when I just had to do it myself. So I started trying to write my own little books when I was about six years old. So they came hand in hand, but reading came first. I love this. And so you have a great group of author friends around you. That's one thing that Estelle mentioned. And so I'm curious to hear this morning, writing can be a solitary experience. You know, yeah, you have a team of editor and publicists and all these different things, but also like just the writing process of like, so how important it was to create a community and how did you form day, you know? 
Yeah, it's very important to have um, other authors around you because they keep you going, especially when you're first starting out, because there's a lot of, well, I, some, there are some people out there, I'm sure, who, you know, write one book and they're, they're instant bestsellers. Mm-hmm. But for most of us, there's a lot of rejection mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, putting the query letters out, writing books, getting them rejected and a lot of heart, kind of heartache and heartbreak. And you just have to keep going. So having that author community around you and people who are going through the same thing is very important for not giving up. When I first started out, I didn't have that. So I I think I started writing my first book when I was 20. I decided I want to be an author. I'm going to do this. And I didn't have a community at the time. Um, So I went for about five years and I did wind up giving up. Um, But when I came back to it around, I think I was 29 when I came back to it, I I decided to get that community and I, I searched out, you know, were there any writing groups in my area? And the closest one to me was two and a half hours away. So it met once a month. It was the um, Romance Writers. It was a group from the Romance Writers of America, like one of the little, like there's a group in every state. And this one met in Raleigh. And so that was about two and a half hour drive for me. But I decided to start going once a month. And that's where I met my critique partner. And um, so we started getting together and we were about the same, like we'd been writing for about the same amount of time. And we started critiquing each other's stuff and just having somebody that's going through the same experience that can, you know, keep you going and keep, keep you inspired. And from there, you know, you find people online and I formed a nice group of these ladies. There's five of us, well, including me, there's five of us and we message daily and we just keep each other going. We keep, keep each other inspired. We're able to talk about all the writing stuff. And I think that's so important because you do spend a great deal of your time as an author alone at your desk and in your own little worlds. And it's, it's so important to have somebody there to talk to. Yeah, I think it makes an impact. I find it like, you know, when we have these creative projects, it makes like such a, it makes such an impact just to have a community of friends or people who are going through the same thing. So you can give you feedback and you brainstorm. But you can follow up and when you're feeling down, you can actually go back to like, you know, can you help me out here? You know, I think it makes, yeah. it makes an impact. You know, I found it for me within the podcasting community. That's been really nice to know, like, I'm not doing this alone, even though it's an independent project. It's so nice to know, like, you know, I can brainstorm or figure out like problems or come up with like share resources, you know, or, yeah, you know, or this or this works or so-and-so I can do. So community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's key in not giving up because I think that's one thing like, you know, in the early stages, if you're starting out in anything, it's tempting to give up when you give, get frustrated or you, you're faced with a lot of rejection or disappointment and having somebody who's going through the same thing, no matter what you're doing, um, it's just so key in, in keeping, keeping going and not giving up and pushing through. Yes, let's not give up. Let's just keep doing, keep pushing through. You know, there is a solution. There is a gift. You know, you know, you're gonna find you're gonna find your your voice and your and the gift that is gonna come with it. So, yes. Let's talk about like you're writing on a schedule. Like you're publishing multiple books a year. So, what is the process of writing on a schedule? And keep in mind that we've gone through the panorama. We're still going through it. So it's like. 
has it been any easier any harder or you know and how do you keep yourself sane while publishing so frequently oh yeah it's um well the pandemic has well it's obviously affected everyone's life but I, with my day job we didn't really shut down i work on a military base for the day job yeah so we kept going um, we had, we wore a mask obviously, and we took precautions and we, we practiced social distancing, but we continued going to work every day. And so, uh, I still had that routine in my life and I still had to, for my writing life, I get up at four o'clock every day, um, just so I can get it in before I leave for the day job. So I still kept that routine of waking up every morning, four o'clock, getting in my writing and then heading to the day job, um, doing my thing there and then coming back. And usually when I come back, I, I spend most of my time with my family. Um, and then at nighttime, if there's other stuff to be done for the writing, like, you know, promotion or editing or, you know, whatever, um, I do that at nighttime before bed. So my, my routine has pretty much stayed the same. Um, staying sane is very hard. <laughs> it's very hard to do. Um, but I think you know, just making sure you take time for yourself and doing some things that you enjoy that are just for you every single day. I think that's key in staying sane, whether it's pandemic or not pandemic. Yes. I think that's like a make an impact, but I love the fact you have a routine that you get, you get your work done before in the morning, your morning person this week. And so you get that done. And then the most important thing you get it done and then you can move on for the rest of the day, you know, as it unfolds. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, um, well, I, I had to force myself into being a morning person because I used to try to push it back until the afternoon. But if you wait until, if you wait until the end of the day for anything that's important to you, you know, it's a lot of times it just won't happen because you, you never know what's going to happen between the beginning of the day and the end of the day. If there's going to, something's going to come up or you have to go to the grocery store or one of your children needs to go to the doctor. So I find that if if you need to get something done, it's best just to get it done first thing in the morning and make sure, prioritize it and make sure it gets done. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I hear you completely. So let's chat about your new series. The Summer Cottage is the first book in the series. So what is the elevator pitch and what can readers expect from reading this series? Um, well, the elevator pitch is, um, this is kind of a spinoff from my Sweetwater Spring series because, uh, the last book in my Sweetwater Spring series, book seven had the best friend. She moved at the end. She needed a fresh start. So she's the heroine in the first book of my Somerset Lake series mm -hmm. and she needs a fresh start. So she moves to Somerset Lake. Um, she's trying to get away from the kind of the cloud that's hanging over her from her ex's crimes um her ex went to prison for some crimes and she kind of had that cloud around her and she wanted to get away from it so she moves away and she is the property manager of the somerset cottages and um the owner of the somerset cottages is an older lady and her grandson is there for the summer mm -hmm. and he is suspicious of my heroine um his grandmother has been hurt by strangers in the past she's in his mind, she's easily um, manipulated or fooled, and he wants to make sure that the heroine, Trisha, um, has his grandmother's best interest at heart. So he's trying to figure out 
what Trisha's backstory is, what she's hiding, because he can tell that she's hiding something. And my heroine is trying to hide her past because she doesn't really want to tell everybody in her new town that, you know, her ex was a con man that robbed a bunch of people out of a bunch of money. And she just doesn't want that stigma. So um, she's hiding something and the hero's trying to uncover it. And that's kind of the plot. But while they're at it, they fall in love. And so I'm introducing the readers to my new setting of Somerset Lake. And it's also a mountain town set around a lake. Um, it's a small town because i that's just my thing. I really love small town environments. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's got a lot of quirks to it. I love the little quirks of a small town. Um, and, uh, that's basically it. There's also dogs. There's lots of dogs in my Sweetwater Spring series, and there will also be lots of dogs in this series. I think dogs make life better. So. So one of the things is that your books are set in North Carolina. So North Carolina is a setting, like it's small town, but you're set in, you know, North Carolina, which is like a really beautiful state. Uh, what do you love about writing and how does the setting inspire media series? Well, I love writing North Carolina. That's my hometown. That's my state. Um, I like that you can, you know, one side of the state is the beach and one side of the state is the mountains. And I like that you can pretty much get any weather that you want. You can have snow in North Carolina. You can have rain, um, hot weather. It's just it's just a mix of everything. And I just really like North Carolina. Um, might, I might be partial because I've lived here my whole life. Um, but they say, write what you know, and I definitely know North Carolina. Um, yeah. so, and I think settings just really important as far as having a place that readers want to return to. So I think creating a setting that, that readers can enjoy and want to keep returning to, it's almost like a vacation for them that mm -hmm. they feel familiar with. I think that's important. Yep. And so do you keep a serious Bible? Like, how do you keep track of all the characters, all the characteristics and all the different things, you know, since you're writing a series, like a long series? Yeah, that's, that's something I wish I would have done for my Sweetwater Spring series, because that yeah. one was seven full novels, and I think three novellas. And I didn't keep a series Bible, because I didn't realize it was going to go that long. And so mm -hmm. I said, for my next series, that I definitely would keep a series Bible. And I'm already on my third book and I've already written one novella in it and I haven't yet started my series Bible. So, <laughs> so I'm relying heavily on my memory. Um, okay. But I do, I do have to say that I live, I kind of live in these worlds. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I, I go to Somerset Lake and I, I rely on my memory because they feel so real to me. So I don't have a series Bible, but it's an author goal of mine. But as far as keeping track, I, I just keep track because I feel like the characters are real to me. You know, if you spend so much time to time with them, I know the streets by name and I, I kind of know where things are in my town. But that's how I'm doing it. I'm kind of kind of winging it. That's OK. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally I'm always curious because like it's such a like integral process of like you know when you write 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 and then you like realize like oh my gosh I have all this world building you know and yeah. I think the world building has spilled over from Sweetwater Springs to Summer Cottage like it's like it's 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 a bigger world bigger universe that you're creating yeah you're a Marvel universe you know 
Yeah, I need to sit down and put it in a series Bible, though, in case I ever need to go back to, you know, one of these towns. I'm sure my memory will fail me at some point. Yeah. Well, it's a long-term project that you can actually, you know, set it aside for for the future to get time. Yes. Um, So you mentioned you already have written a couple of books in this year. So what can we expect for the rest of the series? Yeah, The Summer Cottage um, comes out this coming week. Um, And then my Christmas book is called The Christmas Village, and that comes out in October. And that one's going to be my first book in trade size. So I'm super excited about that. Um, And that one revolves around a Christmas, a neighborhood that has a Christmas decoration contest. And that was a, a lot of fun to write. And right now I'm doing book three, and that's called True Love Bookshop. And that revolves around the bookstore in the town. Um, so I don't have any plans beyond that. I'm, I'm contracted for two more beyond that, but I haven't planned them out yet. Okay. So we'll see who pops up. That sounds exciting. I love the bookshop one. I'm like, I'm all about books about books. <laughs> you know, it's the meta. Yeah, well, they they have a um, it starts in book book one. They ha- the girls kind of have a book club that they meet every Thursday night, and it's kind of their thing throughout the series that they kind of get together for girls' night. But it's a book club, so um, that becomes a strong theme in book three, which is at the book bookstore. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of a fun book. I love this. So, book recommendations? Do you have any for us? I've been chasing a lot of deadlines lately. So most yeah. of the most of the books that I've been reading have actually I've actually been listening to them on Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that that counts as reading in my head. It is reading. Yes, it is reading. <laughs> well, one that I cannot I cannot say enough about. I just finished my first Christina Lauren book. And Yay. I am a I am now a huge fan of Christina Lauren. I had no idea. I just, it was, I was blown away. So I finished, it was called In a Holidays Mm -hmm. and I loved it, just loved it. So that's one that I'm gushing about these days. Um, I am now a Christina Lauren fan and I'm reading uh, her next one or not her next one, but another one that I was recommended. It's called The Honeymooners. Have you read that one? I read, um, so I read pretty much all Christina Lawrence back for us. I can send you a list of rankings of where I am in my own stuff. But I would say if you, Don Honeymooners is delightful. Um, oh. I really love the newest one, The Soul Medication, which is about genetics, a dating app. It's so cute. I think you'll enjoy that one too. Yeah, so. I really want to read that one. I've, I've had my eye on that one. So I'm finishing up The Honeymooners right now and it's so cute. I love it. So um, I think I'm going to go through her entire backlist. It's really mm-hmm. cute. And I really enjoyed Catherine Center in the last year. So I'm also yeah. a huge fan of hers. Um, and since I am breaking into the young adult genre, I've been listening to some young adult. And I just finished up one that's called 11 Paper Hearts by Kelsey Ooh. Hartwell. And yeah. it was super cute. Super cute. I loved it. I love this. Um, for young adult, I would say you should read some Maria Matson. Um, I like her writing a lot. Um, she does. A, she has a town set up in Connecticut, and so everyone. She has like Easter eggs in her books. So there's like some Easter, like basically like the town. It's a small town in Connecticut. It's called Sandwich, based on Greenwich, Connecticut, and it's like really delightful just to read, like to see the characters grow in different places when they come up. 
So if you're looking for that, and it's an Audible, I think they're on Audible Plus. You might be able to get some of the books from there. Okay. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. Because yeah, yeah, I am I am devouring some young adult these days as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really love all young adult novels. Like actually I love them in audio. Um Tweet Cute is delightful if you haven't read it. Um it's about competing tweet um they're competing businesses like restaurant businesses and you're the kids are running your social media and they're having a twitter fight but then everyone's shipping them for them to get together and it turns out they were in the same school and they don't know they were talking to each other on a different app oh and that's it's like, cute it's so cute i the audio i listen to the audio and it's delightful um so yeah some some cute young adult novels they're like fun so. yeah cute Awesome. So tell us where you can find you online. Um, well, I I mostly like Instagram and Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter too, but Instagram and Facebook are my places. So I am Annie Rains Books. Mm-hmm. So um, the at symbol Annie Rains Books, that's where you find me on Instagram and Facebook. And then I also have my website, www.annierains.com. So awesome. easy, easy peasy. Yay. Thank you, Annie, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support the podcast. For book recommendations, author interview archives, and other fun book resources and tips, please visit watchreadnextblog.com. The Watch Read Next podcast is part of the Frolic Network. To discover new shows to listen and love, please visit frolic.media slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.